0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We've got a crazy story of revenge wrecking a career and publicly humiliating people. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, you want it cold? Then freeze. My roommate and I have been living together for three years... We live in the north u.s and get brutal winters we also live on a third floor apartment when we first moved in we had downstairs neighbors who would blast their heat so for the first few years we never needed to turn our heat on during the winter it saved us some money on our gas bill which was nice then they moved out when winter began to hit us we realized we would need to start using the heat my roommate and i split the bills so each person pays the bill under their name i.e. I pay electric but she pays the gas and internet. It balances out so we pay the same amount. She pays the gas bill and will turn off the heat when we're not home or when we're asleep to save money. Originally I didn't mind cause I could survive in both situations. However things went south when she began to turn on the fans for the air or open the door. She does this when she's feeling warm. She's very nondescript about what this means. I asked her to stop doing that during the winter because she'll leave the patio door open overnight or leave the fans on. Normally we keep the temperature at 69, haha <laughs> nice, but when she does this, it drops down to 65. For the past month or so, she's been doing this after I go to bed. Quick side note, I go to bed around 10pm for my job at 7am. She goes to bed around 12-1am for her job at 10am. This matters. There have been mornings i woke up to it being between 58 and 60 in the apartment i've asked her to stop because i'm being frozen out of my own apartment the final straw was three days ago where it was 53 i was over it so i got ready for work and blasted the ac with the patio door open apparently it dropped to 49. she texted me asking why the ac was on I pay the electric, which the AC is tied to so it does cost me, but it's 100% worth it. So every night where she opens the patio door or turns the fans on, I blast the AC and make it colder when I leave. This morning I got a text, she said why is the AC on? I said oh I thought you like it cold. That was two hours ago, no reply since. Justice is best served frozen. I'm a person very particular about what kind of temperature they're living in. I don't blame OP one bit, but I kinda like it colder. Our next story is, I trained a senior colleague to do what I want, without him ever knowing. I used to work in a role where I administered the security access card system for a huge office. An obnoxious colleague used to take a shortcut from the lobby through a meeting room and out the other side to his desk. But in doing so, he would leave the meeting's room entrance door open which would sound an alarm once he had left the area. I sat in the lobby near the door he left open, and I was the one who had to get up and close it for him. He didn't respond to polite requests to stop, so I disabled his access pass, but only on the second door, which is the closest to his desk. He would walk through the meeting room, get six feet from his desk, and be declined by the door. This caused him to walk back to me and ask if something was wrong with his access. I'd ask him to close the shortcut door that he'd opened, the alarm now sounding, and he always did. Then I'd act confused and say, Why don't you try it on that other door over there? and direct him to the proper entrance to the office area, which had a mysterious 100% success rate for letting him through. I simulated an intermittent technical error by deactivating his card and then reactivating it for well over 12 months, and I acted dumb anytime he questioned it. I've asked ICT about it but nobody knows mate, who knows how these systems work. Sometimes he would forget his personal pass and I'd issue him a visitor pass and disable that on his shortcut too, which added an extra layer of obfuscation. Sometimes I would allow him to use his shortcut and I'd happily close the door behind him, knowing that it was all part of his education. Eventually he learned that it was always quicker to walk straight to the proper entrance, and he stopped taking the shortcut and stopped leaving the alarm door near me open and he never found out that i trained him you gotta love hearing stories of mind games that aren't overly manipulative it's a little demeaning but they trained him like a puppy our next story is today i found out my accidental petty revenge from four months ago is still affecting her so about four months ago there was a new girl at my work who had moved into the area recently so one day i'm sitting at my desk and the company owner comes in to introduce her to everyone. Small company, 10 people. She's the new girl my company hired to help our accountant because his job got overwhelming. The accountants had their own little area in the back of the office with their own bathroom, and they barely ever interacted with us. We would only see them like twice a week if we took our lunches at the same time, or if we were picking up our paychecks. Anyways, on the first day this girl is here, I'm sitting in the break room eating my lunch. And about 10 minutes into my break, the new girl walks in. We make some small talk and I answer some of her questions about the company. Then my boss walks into the break room like 30 minutes later to casually ask me when I'll be done with my break, because he wants to give me updates on a project I was working on. I told him I have about 10 minutes left. I like to take some extensions on my lunch when the workload is easy from time to time. And this girl has the audacity to say, My lunch just ended and you were here settled eating before me, how could that be? And my boss gave me the sharpest look, didn't lead to anything serious, he basically had me in his office and asked if I extended my breaks often to which I replied truthfully and he warned me and told me that he'd be watching me from now on, blah blah blah. Fast forward to the end of the day while I'm packing up and I see the new girl walking to her car parked next to mine and she makes some small talk casually, ignoring me getting lectured for the past 30 minutes from my boss. It frustrated me that she didn't think much of snitching. The conversation finally leads to her asking where I'm headed, and I tell her I'm going to the gym a little earlier than usual because I have plans at night. She gets excited and tells me she doesn't know where the gym is in the area, and asks which gym I go to. I say Planet Fitness, and she asks if we can go together so she can know where it is so i think nothing of it and agree she takes her own car following me on the ride there i zone out and get on the road that takes me home i'm not used to going to the gym right after work and i realize when i'm like 15 minutes into the drive i look in my rearview mirror to see this girl is still following me crap i turn onto the road that takes me to the gym and go pretty much backwards another 10 to 15 minutes and when i get to the gym and out of my car She asks me why the closest Planet Fitness is 30 minutes away. Insert petty revenge idea. I casually tell her, our city sucks, huh? No gyms nearby. Thinking she'll figure it out next time she checks navigation that it's barely 10 minutes from work. Nope. 4 months later, in a conversation with a group of people for a birthday party, she brings up that she'll be late because it's a 30 minute ride to the gym and then another half an hour for her workout before she can get home and get ready. My eyes widen and laugh. I ask her if she's been taking that same path I showed her and she says yes, why? I explain in front of everyone and she looks so hurt. I felt kinda bad, even though I didn't intend for my small joke to turn into this big situation. This one's actually confusing because who nowadays doesn't use GPS? Who doesn't just use Google Maps? This next story is What's New Pussycat? A few years ago there was a John Mulaney bit going around where he tells the story of playing What's New Pussycat by Tom Jones over and over in a diner. It's pretty funny as a bit it's not funny when some donkey tries to replicate it in real life i was working as a server at a local restaurant and we had a touch tunes jukebox there's a corresponding app that you can use to buy credits to play songs with but it also takes cash most of the employees had the app because we'd pay to play stuff we liked occasionally you can also use the app to check the queue of upcoming songs it was about 8 pm and really busy on a weekend night I was running around like crazy when I heard What's New Pussycat play on the speakers. I immediately thought, please don't be what I think this is. I opened the TouchTunes app and saw it was in the queue over and over at least 10 times. I was tired, my feet hurt, and I was not in the mood to hear this god awful song more than once. I looked over at the bar and saw these two idiot bros sitting there with poop eating grins. Bartender confirmed that they'd just gotten a bunch of ones and change before going to the jukebox. If I recall correctly, it was $1 for two credits, and most songs took two credits. I don't know how much money they spent. What they didn't know is that there's a fast pass feature that's only on the app. For double credits, you can jump your song to the front of the queue. I bought some credits and fast passed a 15 minute Miles Davis song the bartender plays sometimes while cleaning. The looks on their faces were priceless when the song ended unceremoniously and the next one played instead of starting over. They asked the bartender if the jukebox was broken, he left the bar and pretended to go check it. It seems to be doing fine. I knew once Miles Davis ended their Tom Jones cue would start back up, so I fast passed MacArthur Park by Richard Harris which is a notoriously bad song and is 8 minutes long. I unironically love it. Miles Davis ended, Richard Harris began, and the bros were bewildered. They walked back over to the jukebox and started feeding more money into it. Meanwhile, I started googling longest songs ever recorded. These jerks stayed for hours. I kept queuing up the longest songs I could find. Tubular Bells made a couple appearances. They asked the bartender again if the jukebox worked, and he just said, Yeah man, I don't know why it won't play your song. I think they figured out someone was messing with them, but couldn't figure out how. They didn't suspect the random waitress who kept ducking into the server station to check her phone. One of them eventually gave up and left after an hour, but his friend stayed, looking more and more crestfallen with each new song that played. He stopped eating and drinking. He didn't interact with the other bar patrons around him. He just stared at the jukebox. He was the last customer out the door when we locked up at 11. After that, I cut the speakers and let Tom Jones play silently. Anyway, John Mullaney owes me like $36. I was gonna say maybe they spare the rest of the patrons, but is it really that much better having to listen to 8 and maybe 20 minute long songs? This next story is getting our money's worth at the bowling alley. This goes back quite a few years. Myself, my friend Joe, and our friend Jess decided to go bowling one night. We got there, bought 4 games each and ordered food and drinks. It was about an hour and a half before our lane was ready, so we just chilled at the bar and didn't really keep track of time. When our lane opened up, we headed over and started our first game. We ordered quite a few beers and wings and had to wipe our hands off before touching the bowling ball each frame. We were also having a great time just catching up, so by the time closing was near, we had only bowled 2 games. We would encountered this before and our regular place had a very good policy. Any games you didn't bowl, they gave you a card to use next time. This allowed them to close up and guaranteed you'd come back. Well when I went up to the desk, I was informed that any games we didn't bowl before we left were non-refundable and no credit would be given. When I brought up that we paid before we found out it would be an hour and a half wait and we'd spent a couple of hundred there that night. He told me he was the owner, that was his policy, and by bowling there I agreed to abide by it. I told him we didn't have time to finish the games. He smiled smugly and replied, we won't kick you out, you can stay and finish your game. Now I was exhausted by this point, as were Joe and Jess, however we were also stubborn, in our late 20s, and quite a few beers in, so I checked my watch, saw we had 20 minutes to close. Ordered two more pitchers of beer at the bar and walked back to our lane? We played every single frame of that game and took our sweet time in doing so. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. I kept looking over at the owner at the desk, and it was clear he was not happy. They couldn't begin to clean until we left, and we showed no signs of slowing down. As we started our second game, I saw him pick up a phone and start talking to someone, gesturing towards us with a frustrated expression on his face. We finally departed the bowling alley three hours after closing time, I smiled, thanked him for staying, and told him to have a great night. He muttered something under his breath that I didn't hear. Between the hangover and the four games of bowling, I could not move my arms the next day. Joe and Jess didn't fare much better. Upon our next visit to the bowling alley, we found a large posted sign that stated no new game was to be started within a half hour of closing, and any remaining games would be credited to your account for future visits. Knowing that our stubborn petty act of defiance made things better for the patrons was totally worth the pain the next two days. Honestly this is a great story and in the end it just kind of makes me want to go bowling. I haven't gone bowling in forever. This next story is what I did when I caught him with another girl. Petty revenge? I'll date myself. Some years ago I was going steady with a boy, had a senior ring. We were on the phone one day, the old, do you want to do something tonight? He says no, and I'm like, cool, think I'll just stay home too. Well, I decided not to stay home. Went to the cowboy dance hall that we hung out at 30 minutes away. Walked in, and lo and behold, not only was he there, he was with another girl. I marched right over to their table. The oh crap look on his face was priceless. Dropped his ring on said table in front of the girl and told her, I reckon you need this more than I do. Turned around and commenced to dance with just about every guy in the place. Then started all over again, never once looking at him or them. Felt absolutely great, lived in small town Texas where the guys would go to the next town over to cheat. Never could understand why females would get mad at the other girl when she had no way of knowing he had a girlfriend. Our next story is, I spent a year playing Baby Shark on repeat on my sister's Spotify, so it would be the number one song on her Spotify wrapped. My two sisters and I have a good thing going. We each pay for and share several streaming services. It's a great system that's enabled us to all have access to most of the major streaming services for around $20 a month each. Last December, my younger sister was upset that one of her top songs on Spotify was a song that I like and listen to a lot. She brought it up with me and essentially told me to stop listening to Spotify so much because it was technically her account and she didn't want my songs to appear in her Spotify wrapped. I told her that's not how our system works, and if she wanted to back out, she could. Otherwise, I'm free to use it as much as I want because I pay for it too. She wasn't upset enough to back out of our agreement, but she did make a point to start watching Netflix, Hulu, etc., using my profile instead of hers, just to annoy me. When I brought it up with her, she used my own words against me and told me that, we're all sharing, right? Fine. Cue the revenge. My sister works at a credit card processing company and has to keep her phone in a locker while at work as a safeguard to prevent the employees from saving people's credit card information. I, on the other hand, work from home. So for the entirety of 2022, I would open Spotify, turn my volume down, and play that god-awful Baby Shark song by Pink Fong on repeat. We're talking at least 4 times a day, every workday, sometimes as many as 30 times. A few days ago, to my younger sister's dismay, Baby Shark was her number 1 song for the year by a long shot. The number 2 song wasn't even close, it had around a quarter of the listens Baby Shark did. Pink Fong was her number 1 artist too. She was definitely more upset than amused that I'd rendered her Spotify Wrapped unshareable But she did find some humor in it, and she appreciated my dedication. My older sister and I certainly found it hilarious. The best part? It sparked a conversation that ended with my younger sister and I essentially making a truce and agreeing to relax a bit and not intentionally annoy the other person. Not gonna lie, I have Spotify, but I don't listen to music a lot on it. Every year when RAPT comes around, there's some song or artist that I just listened to over and over for a week or two, and just stands out like a sore thumb so bad that it's unshareable. Our next story is, you ruined my family for nearly five years, I ruined your levers assembly Which A few years ago when I was in year six, I got this teacher, let's call her Mrs. D. She absolutely hated my family, from my mom to my brother, and by extension me. Some context, younger brother was in year five at this point, but in year one, my mom began pushing for him to be referred. This teacher was one of several that lied and said he was tested and didn't have anything wrong. They had an unqualified teacher do this test on him, and then about a third of the staff backed her up. My parents had to go private and spend a lot, between a couple hundred and a thousand pounds. We now know he's dyslexic and has ADD, which my mom also has, whilst my dad and several other members of our family have dyslexia. This teacher continued crap with my family and after years, I had her as my year 6 teacher. She hated me despite the fact that I was the classic shy kid and didn't bother anyone. I have social anxiety and regularly get panic attacks, but she wouldn't let me leave the classroom. Mrs. D's torment continued for a total of 10 months and after shouting at me in front of the class for missing the summer performance i was at home throwing up for three days and had a temperature of 39 celsius it wasn't even like i had lines we all just sang the songs and that was it on the monday of my final week in that school is when the assembly will happen the week before the leavers assembly my entire class is writing our speeches as we're all required i completed mine and it had all that stereotypical boring stuff But Mrs. D was out to get me and decided to rewrite the entire thing for me, turns out she did this to most of my class, then rips up my speech in front of me. That Sunday night, my angry 11 year old self wrote the most passive aggressive speech in the history of speeches. And without telling Mrs. D, I read it out to a room of my 30 classmates, all our parents and grandparents, plus a bunch of my old teachers and our head teacher. Everyone was filming and laughing. Then, at the back of the room, I saw the look of terror in her eyes. But I didn't stop and even showed the speech she wrote before ripping it up to shreds. At the end, I gave the reward to a classmate of mine before walking off the stage with the biggest smirk ever. Highlights include, thanks to Mrs. D. I now know that it's not what you know, but who you know. She favorited those with parents on the PTA. And i also said something about her judging my family yet being too busy with her phone to notice the fact that her children were running across the road unsupervised and two of them were nearly hit by a car when they suddenly ran in front of a car i was walking by and saw another is i'm very grateful for some people and have a lot of respect for those people like mrs g and mrs m luckily for her mrs d doesn't have to be burdened with that kind of stress or I'm sure everyone knows of the character, Mrs. Trunchbull. Thanks to Mrs. D, I was able to experience her in person. There was more but I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head because it was about six years ago. Afterwards I had parents and some teachers come up to me and congratulate me on my speech. One of the best moments of my life to this day. Tells you what even the staff thought of this lady if they came up and congratulated OP. Our next story is, cheat on me with my best friend? I'll wreck your career and publicly humiliate both of you. I've been getting a surprising number of requests to post an update to the story. I guess it blew up a bit on TikTok, which I don't use. Where to start? It's been a bizarre few years, especially with COVID thrown in the mix, which I somehow still have never caught despite my kids getting it twice each, thankfully just mild cases. Well, at the time that I posted the original story, I was obviously a wreck. Things actually got significantly darker for a while after that. My ex who had cheated on me decided to start bringing my former best friend Craphead around our kids just a few months after she had moved out, which was really hard for me to deal with. I would never really dealt with serious depression before, but things got bad enough that my doctor more or less forced me to start on an antidepressant because I admitted to him that I was thinking about serious things pretty frequently i had a very specific plan and everything i needed to do the job the one thing that gave me any kind of relief was telling myself that if life got any more unbearable i had a way out so yeah crap got bad but i'm still here and thankfully i don't think about that option anymore i reluctantly decided to dip my toe into the online dating world and after a number of short-term things that didn't pan out I actually connected with someone. We'll have been together for two years next month. She's absolutely amazing. We don't live together, and for the time being, we're both good with seeing each other a few times a week. Would I love to see her more? Yep. Am I ready to live with someone again and go all Brady Bunch with our respective kids? I'm not sure. For the time being, we have a lot of fun together, and that's more than good enough for me. As far as things stand with my ex and Craphead, they're still together, but there seems to be trouble in paradise. Because my kids report that they almost never see him anymore. My kids don't like him at all, and they just avoid him when he's around, according to my older one. When all of this started, she had seemed confident that they'd be living together pretty soon, but they still don't. And as far as I know, there are no plans in the works for that. They did buy a boat together, which I find hilarious for some reason. It just seems like the classic affair couple thing to do. My former best friend's ex-wife Sarah, who he had cheated on, took a long time to accept that her marriage was truly over. But once she did, she really did an admirable job of moving on. She engrossed herself in some home improvement projects. She remains the same incredible mom that she's always been, and she's been in a friends with benefits type relationship, which is all she wants right now, with a nice funny guy for almost two years. We hang out here and there, especially when my pool is open in the summer. We aren't nearly as dependent on each other as we were in the beginning, but we're still close friends. And no, nothing more than that, which I'm glad about because the one thing the situation definitely never needed was more drama. My ex left the school district she was working for and took a job in a neighboring district. I have no idea what craphead's up to, nor do I care. I hardly ever see him except at the occasional school event. For a while there, I was worried that he would look at me the wrong way and I'd wind up in jail for knocking him out in an elementary school cafeteria or something. But I just don't care enough about him anymore for that to be a concern. So all in all, life's pretty okay right now. I do miss being a family. I still have nightmares about all of this stuff and deal with intrusive thoughts at times. I fall asleep to audiobooks now to keep those thoughts at bay. Otherwise I still struggle to sleep sometimes. But my girlfriend is amazing, I have an incredibly supportive family, I just officiated my sister's wedding a couple of months ago, and I have a big dog who needs lots of walks and that's a huge help for me on so many levels. I hope that update answered people's questions. Thanks again for all the support. Just for extra clarity, Craphead used to be OP's best friend that went and slept with OP's wife, now ex wife, and thereby cheating on their own wife, Sarah. OP made them report the affair to their job as a superintendent, and it basically blew up Craphead's career. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Botox Cosmetic, auto botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.